generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. So let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 2 for context and then we'll read, I believe, Amos chapter 3 and then um, I need to teach some of this stuff. Genesis chapter 2, okay, if we don't have it on the projector screen, we're going to read it or else they're trying to Get us to from verse 18 says and the Lord God said it is not good that man should be alone that's why you should listen to I'm not I will make him a helper you remember that comparable to him another one says a helper meet out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. The Lord God caused a deep sleep. Somebody said deep sleep. To fall on Adam, and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into haya. Look at somebody say, I look like a rib now, but I'm actually a woman. Even if you're a man, you can still say that because it's metaphoric, obviously. So look at somebody say, I look like a skinny bone now, but I'm actually a beautiful human being. Some of y'all didn't tell anybody that. God turned the bone into a multi-layered and multi-level system. And he brought it to the man and Adam said, Now this is the bone of my bone. He says, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called Wow, man! Like who's that girl? After singing, I'm not alone, woman, because she was taken out of the man. Therefore, on this premise, watch this. You know, this is the premise for that scripture. A lot of people don't. Read this particular verse in context. It says, therefore, based on this process, based on the aforementioned, based on this preceding scenario, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Flesh and flesh will become flesh. Flesh and bone will become frustration. So a lot of people are joining themselves to bones that God still needs to work on. God didn't present a bone to Adam. God presented flesh to Adam. Look at somebody. Tell the person don't mess up what God is doing in their lives. 
Some of you are having tough situations because you are dating bones and not Eve. Listen. When the rib was in the body of Adam, in the rib cage of Adam, nobody could see the rib, but the rib was functional. The fact that you're invisible does not mean you're dysfunctional. And when the rib was brought out of Adam, people could see, but it was not functional. So the fact that you're visible does not mean you're functional. Somebody get that. So God can hide you to make you useful. And the fact that God has brought you out of hiding does not mean it's time for you to fulfill everything has called you to. It could be time for you to be visible enough to be seen by those that is going to use to flesh you out. So crossing the line of puberty is not the certificate of readiness for marriage. A deep voice does not guarantee deep words. Oh yeah, you can't say amen, say ouch. And the fact that the lady is now well put together and her body has changed does not mean that she can be a wife. The change in the body doesn't guarantee transformation in the mind. Because here he says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined, also please stand, and be joined to his own wife. The first joining, God had flesh. He took bone out of the flesh. He turned the bone into flesh and then brought the flesh to flesh so they could be joined. So he says, this is the order, this is the premise, that flesh and bone must not be joined together. However, it does not end there, it does not end there. It was Adam that called Eve woman. God did not call Eve woman. God called Eve helper. So God defined her first by her purpose before her gender. People need purpose understanding, not gender equality. Because when I know what my purpose is, I won't need to find for equality in my gender. Some of y'all didn't get what I just said. Many times when people are trying to, to fight for equality in gender, it's because their eyes are not on their purpose. Because when you know who you are, whether you are Esther, married to Ahasuerus, or you are I, Deborah, wife of Lapidoth, I stood up in that day. Come on, somebody. It is your purpose that determines your authority. Deborah was a wife. But when the calling of God required a deliverer, God used her. There were men 
the word says that the men were at her command. Now, that's not for everybody. Not everybody's a Deborah. Come on, not everybody's an Esther. But if God has to do that, he will. It was man that called him, who man now? Can I just announce to all the people who advocate things that God may not have approved of? Who called woman, woman? So the woman you are trying to fight for or to prove that you are, it was a man that called you that. Let it, let it, let it sink. Let us sink a little bit. Let us sink. So the next thing is, if you really want to go all the way to the extreme, change that name. And say, we don't want to be called woman anymore since it was a man that called us. I'm doing just that, y'all. Do you know why I have to attack this? The same spirit, I'm not saying that women have not been ill-treated. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying women have not been oppressed even. I'm not saying that women should be treated as an inferior figure. That's not my point at all. The word says male and female. He created them. God created man. That man had male and female expressions. You are man, I, you are man, you are man, we are man. Us are man, but we are not Usman. I think that a lot of people don't even understand what man is. Man is spirit. As God functions in the heavens, man functions on earth. But even God said, let us make man. So for there to be an us on earth to be a witness in the heavens, there has to be male and female us. For the fullness of the man that we are both her to have full expression in the earth. Please be seated. Thank you, dear. That's why there's nothing like male salvation, female salvation. This is masculine praise and worship. What does Paul say? In Christ there is no male, nor female, no Jew, nor Greek, nor Scythian, no barbarian. But it's the same Lord in us all and for us all. If any man beware. So we derive our identity from Christ. And through the uniqueness of our masculine and feminine expressions. We portray that. Paul says that God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. Man is the head of the woman. Now, is God superior in essence to Christ? No. He says that he counted equality with God, Philippians 2, not to be robbery, yet he humbled himself. So in other words, Christ and God are equal but Christ humbles himself for the fullness of the function of the Godhead to cascade in the earth. So the woman is subject to the man in order and function, not in value and superiority. And whenever you fight for what's not lost, you lose what you don't need to fight for. 
Let me say that again because some of you didn't get it. Whenever you fight for what's not lost, you lose what you don't need to fight for. Eve ate of fruit to find what was not lost. And then she lost what she had all along. So I just think someone just needs to get it. By the way, I strongly believe that the same spirit behind homosexuality the same with every sense of responsibility and if you want to debate me, you can look at scripture and best scripture by scripture. The same spirit that is behind homosexuality and bisexuality and perverted sexuality, the same spirit that is fighting what I would call extreme feminism, extreme. Because that spirit wants to fight established order. Homosexual, some homosexuals will say to you, because I was raped or because I was touched or because I was born this way. Now, some feminists will say to you, well, because a man did this. They might not say to you, but you hear it in some of the stories. A man did this, so men has come because a man raped me or touched me or violated me or whatever. Or I was born like this. Now, are there women that have some masculine attributes? Yes. Are there men that have some feminine, in fact, I believe that you can find traces of femininity and masculinity, what they call traditional traits, like nurturing traits, or emotionalism or emotions, which may be traditionally referred to as feminine traits. Find them in some men. Some hormones as well, like this Samaya lady, this pastor Samaya lady. Sometimes they have that. But God, in his wisdom, the words are so he created man and male and female created man. So I'm establishing that so that you know when we're talking about before you fall in love again, God said, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his listen, God is deliberate. He didn't say shall cleave to his partner. What's wife? For you to understand wife, also think about midwife. A midwife is somebody that has the competence and the capacity to help you bring out of you what was in you. A man cannot help another man bring out of him what was in him. Come on, people. So, the person is not a wife if the person cannot multiply your seed into a baby. It's not a wife. Is a man-to-man business. And let me tell you, I know, are there young people here, like kids here? Oh, there's something I need to say. Some of you will get it. In this way, if you're young. Anyway, you guys already see all these things in all these things online. In It's too much. Yeah, well, remind me to see it. Man and man is an obstruction of the divine process. Woman and woman is a perversion of the divine process. So, in falling in love, if your emotions are gravitating towards somebody of the same gender, let's get involved. I, I don't mean involved, I mean 
let's let's help. <laughs> Sir, this pastor has used style. I am very straight from here to the heavens. Straight is the way. No part of me, no part desires anything in any man, any male man. No part, no part. No part. I, mean, I, I like guys, I hug guys and all of that, but anyways so please understand that and I know that I I need to say it like that because I know I understand there are possibly people in this room this morning who have experimented in times past you know uh, it's okay to pray that song I I kissed the girl and they you know they use those kind of songs to mess your mind mess with your mind because you know you go to boarding house or some schools where there's not a high quotient of godliness People touch you, things happen, and one thing leads to another. You feel it's normal, especially if you go to an all-girls school, an all-guys school. It is not too late to find help. The resistance in your heart is an indication that that's not the divine order. That hesitation, that struggle, that sense of less than a person, is usually a Alright, so once you've established God's order, what's the order? Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave to his friend's wife, his brother's wife, his uncle's wife. Now, i sorry, please stand again. When God says a man shall leave his father and his mother, cleave to his own wife, that means that before the man locates the wife the wife has already been made a wife so stop praying for a man if you are not yet a wife you haven't developed the capacity to birth to nurture to nourish to strengthen to support something that you may not even reap from I'm not talking about supporting other people. Yeah, because some things you're not supposed to reap from it. You reap, you sow for generations. When it says and, look at the anti-slogan. Because every time you already see the promise of reward and then you get involved, you're an investor, not a partner. Yes, ma'am. I love the way I to be voted. Woo! It's good. Anytime. You release your resources towards something only after there is a proven and established promise of reward. You are an investor. You're not a partner. And in this generation, there are so many investors. You must live here. You must. So if, if, watch this, if she's not yet a wife, I don't need to go and cleave myself to her. Because if she is a scientific explorer and I cleave myself to her, my marriage will be an experiment. If she's an investor, she will soon invest me in another relationship. Capitalist. He's a capitalist. 
<laughs> Who said so? You, you understand what I'm saying? It said the person you cleave to is who? Look at a man beside you and say, Who are you cleaving to? Some of you, you have become professional cleavers. Proclivers. You are cleaving. Cleave, cleave. That's why many people in this generation, they show their cleavage. Let me tell you, your cleavage does not guarantee that somebody will cleave to you. Can I preach this morning? Now watch this. The, watch this. The word then says, therefore a man, somebody say a man. a man. Not everybody who wakes up like that in the morning is a man. Don't ask me how is that. A man is going to leave his father and his mother. That means if he is not willing to leave the familiar, he is not the man for the wife that you are. It's got to leave. If anybody wants to ask you out, you need to ask them, what have you come out of? So you don't add me to your train of accidental engagements. You know the reason why some of us have been mishandled? Let me let me do an experiment real quick. Can I have different things on my hand? Please move. Now now look at this. Some of you, the people that you want to date, they're already like this. The hands are full. They ever singing on Tani The hands are full. This is Jumoke. This is Shakina Shakina. Rokinda. Rwanda. Rokinda from Rwanda. In fact, hopefully, no man, no woman here has a man like this who has Jinodu as part of it and Kuli and all of them. Here's the deal. Okay, can you bring me that stuff? Two more bags or three more bags? If their hands are already full of the past, how can they handle your future? Because what happens to some people is that their hands were so full but you attached yourself there. You told them, don't worry, we'll work it out. You said to them, I'm not a jealous woman. I can handle it. Then acrimony shows up. That's what my wife said. So God... God says, 
that this man has got to leave. This is not let's join it together. He said the man's got to leave. If you are a man and you're still keeping your options open, free that girl and let her go. Look at somebody say, free that girl and let her go. If you're a lady, you're too vulnerable to be option number seven, option number nine, option 13. Come on, people. It's like, you know, Amir, JB, baby, perhaps if this one does not work, if this one does not come back from her masters, she'll be my mistress, then this one will happen. No, you've got to be a man. You've got to cut off the ties. You've got to cut off the things that you're so attracted to and close your eyes to all those things and focus on Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching to the men, but are they receiving this message? Slap somebody a high five and tell them free that girl. Look at somebody say free that girl. Well, they free that girl. Tell me free that girl. Mr. T, oh, you got your girl. Some of you are dating Pharisees. Who are Pharisees? Jesus says, you Pharisees, you will not enter into life and you will block the way. And stop people from entering. So you're not proposing to her. Close enough to cover her. But too far to commit to her. Oh yeah. Can I just free some people this morning? Look at somebody say in the name of Jesus. I remove every canopy from your life. You know the canopy ministry? The canopy ministry, they always conceal you, hide you, keep you to themselves, but they're not taking you to the altar. And you've been there, you're too much a friend to be in a relationship, and too much in a relationship to be friends. You are not one step here, and two step there. I refuse to be led to walk. taught what I want to teach. Therefore shall a man a man not mono man he's not a boy. It's instructive to realize that Adam was a man when God made him. Because if a boy sees the woman She's not, he's not going to say woo man. He's going to say mommy. 
And this generation has raised baby boys who are hanging out with mummies and they are producing babies as babies. How do you know he's a mummy? Because you are still sucking milk. Salary you collect. It's our car you're driving. You're not married, but you're saying, how's our money going? This man was already in a field. In other words, he had a domain of expression. A field of work. A place of engagement. Look at somebody. Tell that person which walk you they do. There's so many things I can talk about. <laughs> Time. So let me give you seven things before you fall in love again. What are seven things you need to consider? Number one, Christ orientation. What's the person's Christ orientation? By the way, you're not supposed to fall in love. You're supposed to walk in love. Yes, you're supposed to walk in love. You're supposed to... Because what happened when I, when I was using that illustration was that some of us, we got involved, and people were already involved, people were already involved, already involved, watch this, and we fell off because their hands were too full of their past to handle our future, and when we fell, we broke our hearts. What's your Christ orientation? God doesn't want you to marry somebody who's just a good boy. You know the people who become good just to find a wife. They come to <laughs> that's the witness. They come to church to pick out the nice girls. They know the nice girls are in church. But you know, some of them get scammed. Because the girls that thought were good were not quite as good as the thoughts. So when Wafi meets Wafi, listen, what's their Christ orientation? What do I mean by Christ orientation? Everybody has an orientation with respect to Christ. Some people don't know him. Some people know him. Some people don't know him but act like they do. Some, of, some people claim to know him but they don't know him because Jesus said, by thy fruits you shall know them. By the fruits shall know them. In other words, where is this person when it comes to Christ? Watch what I'm saying. I'm not saying God-fearing. Because when you ask any woman in the world, including the women of easy virtue, you know, women of easy virtue, they take it easy when it comes to virtue. But almost every night, virtue comes out of them. Easy virtue. Some people are not getting it, don't worry. It's stored in the iCloud. One day you download it. 
Women of easy virtue. Ask them, what are the five traits you want in a man? God-fearing. Top three. You even know their lists. But look at what Paul says. Paul says something very important and all of us need to be able to follow through. He says, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will watch this. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I'll receive you. I'll be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Second Corinthians 6, 14 to 18. God says you are a temple. Temple. That's a sacred word. That you are a temple. You are a place of worship. You are a place of worship on the earth. You are carrying God. God said, I will be in them. I will walk amongst them. In other words, I'm carrying God. So when it comes to your relationship, this parameter still apply. You know, some folks that believe when it comes to Bible study, discipleship, missionary work, uh, uh, apostolic work, and king's work, and all of this. God, I'm God's temple. I am your temple. I'm your temple and all of that. Listen, God is saying, this is who you are. Being a temple as a believer is not a function. It's not a role. It's an identity. It's not a seasonal disposition. Uh-huh. So you don't change the temple you are like dresses. My jassy. In my last phase of Christianity, I was a temple, but now I've evolved into a synagogue. It's a Right? You don't evolve. You're a temple, you're a temple, you're a temple. And it's saying that what fellowship has a temple or has idols got to do with temples. God is saying that when it comes to marital relationships, in, uh, intimate relationships, I want you to remember this. You are a temple and not everybody is qualified to offer sacrifices in the temple that you are. Slap somebody a palm burning, boil and and blister spread and high five. No, not quite. Just the high five will do. And tell them you are a temple. What's the Christ orientation? Not. The boy is a good boy. He likes God. Woman, nice girl. Woman, nice girl. And then you have your auntie. I don't know what is your auntie. But one of the aunties in the house. What are you waiting for? Look at the way he looks. Look good in God. I don't know how many of you guys have seen that video of the guy and the not the good looking guy, not, not the 
not look good in guy. The lady who went to our prospective mother-in-law's house and told us to come and I love that video. Not because of the message, but because of the girl's response. It's like FMF style or something. <laughs> Let me just advise you for free. If you're going to a Yoruba house, Yoruba house, and they, proper, and they ask you, come and cook for you and your husband, please go and cook. If you want to marry there, because if you say it's like FMF style, you know, I'm your guest. <laughs> Let me spell it out for those who are not sure what I'm saying. Can I date an unbeliever? Yes, you can. But the devil will be your father-in-law. John 8, 44. Ye are of your father, the devil. That's what Jesus told the Pharisees. You notice that Jesus didn't spend time trying to convert the Pharisees. He already knew. But he will spend time talking to some Samaritan woman, the woman that slept with five different people, because the Samaritans knew the truth, but they rejected it. The Pharisees, right? That's Samaritan, sorry. The Pharisees. Transmission. Network. Transmission, transmission. You understand that? They knew, but they rejected it. So if you date an unbeliever, you will soon discover, especially if you're a person of purpose and destiny, if you're really carrying godly assignments and godly seed, whether it's in the sacred place in terms of prayer or grooming sons as in physically, because not everybody who has a great destiny is going to be visible. Popularity is not the same thing as value. Sand is found everywhere. It's cheap. Gold is hidden. It's expensive. So sometimes it's how heating you are that makes you more expensive. In an age that prizes popularity, let me just throw that out there. So, God will ensure that He gives you opportunities to say no. Don't say, God, if, if you really want me to marry a believer, why is no believing guy coming around me? Let me go for the unbelievers. I have enough faith for two. Mama faith. Now, why not apply your faith to God and let God reach out to Him first without your emotional attachment? Because you will discover later that you will be caged. Chickens cannot teach eagles how to fly. And the believer, the word says, mounted with wings as of. Well, the chicken people, they are off the earth. They're looking at the earth. And so if you keep rooting around chickens, you soon discover that you lose the zeal and the drive and the passion for prayer, for worship, for intercession. One of the things I love about my wife is that I can be praying and then she just catches on with it. I don't even need to, to you know, some people, we have to say, oh, yeah. Let's pray now. Uh uh, honey boo boo. Let's pray so I can give you that tip. Some people have to bribe. Stop laughing, you're a holy child. 
Be saved. Be ready. Walk in the in the newness of your spirit, man. So the person needs to be saved. What are the issues? Remember, my heart goes out to you. The issues revolve around the fact that there are many more believing women than we have men based on our virtual assessment. It is not necessarily true. It's not that nobody has given us, has ever given us data. It's not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. I know that in most uh, meetings of faith, listen, most meetings of faith, we have more women than men. I know that. But it doesn't mean that all those women are truly saved. I want, to, I want to understand this. The reason I, I need to give you this truth is that some people are carrying virtual barriers in their head. Ah, the men are not enough. And me, I'm not even one of the finest people on my streets. Talk less of the world. What are my chances? The Lord is going to locate you with your own man. <laughs> that amen needs encouragement. For everyone whose heart is in the right place, a true daughter of Zion, the Lord locates you with your own man in the name of Jesus. I could talk a lot about this, but for time's sake, let's move on. Number two, character and core values. What's the person's character? What are the core values? I'll read some scriptures for you. Proverbs 25 verse 19. Proverbs 25 verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble, haha, then if we can identify with this, is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. Please raise your right hand if you've ever had to endure the pain of a bad tooth. Bad tooth. Oh, there are people who are lucky. You had any tooth ingrown tooth, like tooth decay, tooth hole in your tooth? You told the Lord, I want to be holy, I want to be holy. There was a hole in your tooth. So God, I wasn't talking about my teeth. Right? Now, can anybody try to describe the pain of a bad tooth? What kind of adjectives would you use? Excruciating. Pardon? Throbbing. He's saying that when you depend on a man who's unfaithful, when you rely on somebody who's not faithful, your relationship is going to be a cycle of throbbing, excruciating, hammering, uncomfortable pain. The thing is, you cannot disown your tooth. Sometimes they even tell you that you can't remove it now. Yes. You gotta go through a season. So check out the character of the person. Do not let packaging replace your discernment of purpose. People can package themselves and package lies into your mind. There's some people now, they are great at branding, they can brand anything. But character, here's the thing. How do you test that? It says, a man, a confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble. 
So how do you ascertain the person's character? Look at them in time of Don't say, I love him, I love him, I really love him, I love him, I love him, I really love him. I want to see you in trouble. I want to see you when you need to pay the house rent. And the only amount of money you have in your pocket, 7,623 naira, 50 couple. Yes. I want to know how you're going to respond when somebody is rude to you. I want to know. I want to know how you are under. You know, some people, they've only seen people in one light. Only one light. So, ah, this guy is a holy guy. You saw him in white light. Can you put some red on it? Put some blue. Dim the lights. Let's see what it will do in the dark. Character. It's interesting. I sent uh, my wife and I think John and a couple of people this stuff. I sent this as well. This, this app now, there's this app for the men. You know, you women, you've been showing men all along. As an editing app, the app that used to do your shape. Your shape was straight onto the Lord. You went superwoman on everybody, Wonder Woman. It's not an app for men. Why hit the gene when you can hit the app? A lot of packaging. Look at somebody who didn't fall for it. What's their character? Check them out at home. If they are always quiet about the home front, about their, their you know, sp- uh, siblings, about their parents, if they're always quiet about that side of things, probe and find out. Tell me about your mom. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your brother. Tell me about... And they say, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have. Cousin, I don't have. Are you Melchizedek? No father, no mother, no record. Find out. Listen. Questions are the diggers of the soul. So with questions, you're able to excavate and find the true source of things so you keep asking. Now some of us, we are caught up in the euphoria of the pleasantness. And so we don't ask any question in relationships. The deepest question we ask is, do you want KFC? Have you eaten? Especially for those of you who are naturally more romantic. Some people are naturally more romantic, isn't that so? Naturally. Just, you just love love. I love love. I love love. As an at the mention of your name. At the mention of the word love. Yeah, yeah, you know, curl wind. As, as I'm speaking right now, they can't see anything. They're seeing red petals, roses, white roses, strewn, strewn paths. Don't worry. I'm not alone. Angels got it. Thank you. Thank, thanks for the emotional investment. That was an emotional investment. Yay, our food. Corporates. <laughs> I appreciate the love. You're caught up in the world. Now look at what the word says about character. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. Make no friendship 
with an angry man. Wow. Make no friendship. See, the Bible is complete. Many of us got broken because we got involved with angry men. God says, don't make friends with an angry man. He didn't say don't talk to them. He didn't say don't help them. He didn't say don't be there for them. But he's saying, don't be friends with them. Why? Because if you're there for them, you can help them. If you pray for them, you can help them. You can bring them to church, you help them. But when you get to the point of friendship, an explosion of anger in their lives is going to hurt you so deeply so that you can't even help them as you should. And you might be too broken for too long a time to help the other people you're sent to in that season. It's the word. He says, and a furious man, do not go. And with a furious man, do not go. In other words, don't get into partnership. Lest you learn his ways. And what will happen? What did we talk about last week? Soul ties. And I taught you that your soul is like a bird. Ask any woman who is married to an angry man. They feel like a bird in a cage. Because an angry man will ensnare your soul. It will tie your possibilities. It will limit your expression. It will defeat your drive. It will deflate your ego. It will humiliate your person. It will stretch you thin. It will wear you out. No amount of makeup will be able to make up for the dents on your body. When an angry man gets involved, he says, don't get involved. Somebody needs to hear this. There's a word of wisdom for somebody in the house. God says, don't make friends with an angry man. Don't say, I am calm enough for two. In fact, my name is two, two. From being hot, it will become too, too. Do you know more than the Bible? Disqualified. Anger, disqualified. So three weeks into your relationship, you already slammed the door. Booah! The glass shattered. His favorite team lost the match. He broke the TV. One day it might be your head. Eskisa, Kasia, Lira. That's what the word says. What? What's the David? The two Davids, right? Pastor David and David. Look at this. I, I, I've got to tell you. If you follow those seven things, your life will be a lot easier. I feel like I had an unfair advantage in finding my wife early. Sometimes I, I, I feel like if I hadn't seen her earlier, if I wasn't married to her, I might, I might not be married now. Sometimes I feel like that. But I know that some of you have been to different, through different relationships and it's tough, right? For you to walk through the stuff. So you think, you keep thinking that I've been meeting the wrong persons, but perhaps you've been filtering through the wrong tests. So I want to give you the seven so that you can filter through. They are not exhaustive. But if you follow the seven, the chance of, of committing to the wrong person is reduced to like, I don't know, maybe like 5%. God says, don't. He's an angry man. He's angry. He went to a party, cocktail. He poured it on somebody. Jesus, y'all, will say, I'll, I'll love you from a distance. 
Listen, the love of God is inexhaustible. It says the length, the height, the depth. That means the love is long. We can love people from afar. What is the width? What is the depth? What is the height? I'm telling you. That's what the word says. Don't be friends with them. Number three, you get a move. Let's keep it going. Commitment. Commitment. I'm going to read from Ruth chapter 1, 15 to 18. Commitment. And she said, look, your sister-in-law, this uh, Naomi is speaking to Ruth. Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her God. Stop referring to Orpah. What had happened was that Ruth had two sons. She had lost her husband and then she lost Marlon and Chilion, uh, who were her sons and who were married to Orpah and Ruth. And after the family ties were severed by um, covenant ties by marriage, but severed through the deaths of those people, she's like, you know what, you guys should just go. Go and do your stuff. Um, I'm an old woman. I can't help you guys. I free you. I relieve you from the burden of this marital covenant and, and ties. And she was trying to convince Ruth to go. and said, go uh, to your people. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. Listen, please. I really need to kindly listen to this and observe. Loyalty is not predicated on preferred circumstances. Loyalty is established in the absence of preferred alternatives. So what shows me loyalty is not how well you comply when the terms agree with your natural predilections, predispositions, proclivities, tendencies, intricacies, persuasions. She said, wherever you go. He didn't say, wherever you go, except A, B, C. Whenever you're in a relationship and the conditions pass one text message, as they now send email to you and copy their best friends. Rules and regulations. Excuse yourself. God wants us to grow and mature, but he doesn't want us to edit our essence out of our lives. I think that God wants people to proofread you and wants himself to edit you. But some of us have end, ended up with men who have not proofread or edited, they've deleted us. So when the recycle be now, but thank God grace knows the way. To pull you out of the beam and to put you. Do you understand what I'm saying? In proofreading, you make some corrections here and there, you make some tweaks. In editing, depending on the kind of editing it is, if it's contextual or if it's literal or line by line editing, God can allow men play those roles in your life, but not to wipe out a whole paragraph. Listen, you know, sometimes you can wipe out a whole paragraph and then the meaning of the story has changed. In fact, everybody is confused. So could it be possible that certain people are confused about your life because a certain element of you has been deleted in your past relationship? But there was healing in the house. He says, wherever you launch, I will launch. Guys, do your best. Work hard. Build. Have a job. But if, after you've gotten that accommodation, that girl says it's too small for her. Let's have go to a bigger one. 
Yes, let her quickly move. Because if she does not see the investment of heart, passion, desire, dedication, and drive that has gone into getting that two-bedroom, you know, a lot of things, some things that some women do, you are comparing a 27-year-old man with your 65-year-old father. So your father now has a four-bedroom house. You have three cars in the house. You can travel three times a year or something like that. Gives you some kind of pocket money. And then you're saying, ah, I'm moving from glory to glory. <laughs> my husband must be better than my father. Yes! But give him some time, y'all. Am I speaking for the men? Because the, because the oppression is too much. Some of the men, you see men now, their necks are growing longer. From three, two inches, four in the high collar, they used to cover it. Gray hair. Oppression. Because the Samsung phone her dad bought for her broke the screen. So can I change the screen? Say I'm thinking. He said the screen is hundred. He said don't worry. Let me think about something else. But she can't use the phone. And every time she's around you, hey babe. So babe, yeah, I couldn't read your text message. You. <laughs> Jason, you guys saying like strategic positioning. <laughs> All these cracks. Now, wow, even my nails now. Can I use my screen to file my nails? If you cannot buy Samsung, your name is not Sam, and you don't write songs, buy a Phoenix for her. Or tell her, this is babe, one day I'll even buy the whole of Samsung company for you. But for today, can I just buy you? What was that? Tell me. Gotta go. Commitment. If I get in this, Tobes and Bully are getting this. That is sort of like a few years ahead of where you guys are. But you know, the best time to learn is before you need it. Because some people are already inside it now. So the laughter they are laughing is laughter of consolation. <laughs> no, no, I, I understand. We've, we've been through stuff. No, let me just read something. I go to number four. Is their commitment solely based on the promise of reward or on the premise of character? Because everybody can show up to work early when we've announced that there's going to be a bonus. After 30 days, you know, 30 days, you're going to have 50% of your salary on top of your regular salary, but you have to get in by 7.30 and not 8 o'clock, the usual time, and leave by 6.30 and not 5 p.m. Everybody can comply. There is promise of reward, but then there is also the premise of character, so that whether there is a bonus or whether there is no bonus, he's consistent. And so in commitment, I want to decipher not only is commitment to me, but it's commitment to other people. The people who call, he calls friends. Is he their friend? 
Does he support their causes? If he does not support anybody but himself, he will not support you. When they get married. What is GQ? I'm talking about gentleman's quarterly. I'm talking about his generosity quotient. Is he generous? I'm not talking about anima shanwu stirs. That kind of generosity, like sowing seeds across, like a saw I went to sow a seed. Some fell by the wayside. Not that time. Talking about and giving liberality. Jesus, watch this, called people who were busy doing something. Not those who were busy doing nothing. If the only thing or person he's chasing is you, run. If you are his only target, you are a prey. He's got to have pursuits. What are you pursuing? All the people are going for their MBA. He's saying, umba, 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 umba. But, but understand that commitment how is it committed to other projects other courses other programs does it show up early does it show up late some people are surprised that their husbands or their wives showed up late on their wedding day he already showed you from the day one and said let's go on the date 8.30 that's when he got there from 7.30 already knew that your wedding will not start on time just know and if you're like some pastors they will marry you people in your absence they come and take pictures gotta go number four calling and core assignment somebody say calling and core assignment what does that mean if God made the woman a helpmeet that means there's got to be something I need to help with. Because if you are doing nothing, then you don't need me to help you do nothing. You can do nothing by yourself. You are more than able to do nothing by yourself. Isn't that so? So what's the cocoa of your life? Ask the person what's the cocoa of your life. I hope they are not nuts because I'll be cocoa nuts. But, but ask the person, what's the, what's the, at the end of it all? What's the summary? Now, of course, you don't ask directly like that. Otherwise, even you, you need. I just meant of communication and other skills. But, but you need to ask, you need to, really to ask, listen, Jesus, please. I'm saying listen a lot because it's important. Okay, please pay attention. Jesus, you just go to God, Peter. Follow me. What did he say? Follow me and I will. Follow me because I'm Jesus. Follow me because I'm bad guys. 
Follow me because I'm charismatic. Follow me because I'm God in the flesh. Follow me because I'm anointed. Follow me because I understand the crowds. He said, follow me and I will make you. So in your calling and core assignment, there must be a part of it that will make them something better. That means you need to be convinced. I painted pictures in this woman's mind. I didn't even have a car where she was already riding. So, so, is everything all right, sir? Why are you walking like that? <laughs> yeah. Paint. By the way, if you're a man, I don't know how to talk. Go and learn. When I say talk, I don't mean rap or rap, you know. But you know, that's part of what I teach. I'm not marketing myself, but listen. So listen again. Please pay attention to this. A man will only fulfill his expressions on earth to the degree to which he's able to articulate his intentions in words. God spoke, let there be. Man spoke to the woman, your woman. Man named the animals. Man named his children Cain and Abel. How did Noah build the ark? He called his family. How did he want people? He called the people. How did Moses rule? He spoke to Pharaoh. You've got to learn how to speak. It does not mean you're going to become the most articulate and brilliant person. In fact, sometimes some of the most articulate and brilliant people they might not be the most efficient. Because their own walk part of the walk is talking. So after they have said it, I'm not like that, but after they say, ah, pastor. But after they've said it, do you know people like that? They, that's their work. Because if nobody says it, nothing will get done. Then after everybody has said it, then I'll come and market to everybody. Do you understand? So I'm not saying that you must be the most brilliantly astute, scholastic, intelligent, animated, intellectual, who's able to pour out valuable verbiage in streams of thoughts and torrents of imagination, ways that are easily digestible and... Are we still our kings? We're our kings business seminar, KBS. But you must be able to, whether you are slow, you know, sometimes some of the slow speakers are the most profound. Because they think a lot. Not all of us, not many of us can think fast and talk fast. I can do that, and I know a few other persons. Many people that can think fast don't talk as fast. Many people that talk fast Some are not thinking at all. Which is one of the problems of some people in the Pentecostal circle. Some people in the Pentecostal circle, they speak very fast in tongues, but they don't think at all. So Paul said, I will pray in the spirit and I will pray in my understanding. Because thinking is work. So when you speak in tongues, also allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on your mind so you can articulate digestible and practicable Steps after the tongue speaking. The spirit is edified. How about your brain? Because your spirit can lead you to a place, go there, but when you get there, you don't know what to say. Your spirit will lead you to the right woman. We are here. <laughs> 
got to go. Number, number six. Is it number six? Six. Number five. I got to run. Competence. I could spend 30 minutes on this. But competence and capacity. Has the person demonstrated competence and capacity in different areas? Skills. Not just in talking to you and liking you and writing your loved ones and posting your picture on Snapchat. That could be a great gift. You know, people able to use the right words and just, oh. But what are the competences he has? Has he learned to drive? Because if he's not learned to drive, that means, what's the mama <laughs> Let me speak that in English. He will be entering bus. All the single men in this house stand. Let me give you an ultimatum. All the single men stand. I want to speak as your pastor and your apostle, prophet, coach, mentor. I give every man in this house, every man, to the end of June 2019 to learn to drive. If you don't learn to drive by the end of June 2019, don't call me pops, papa, daddy, pastor. Go and learn. I didn't say go and buy a car. I said go and learn. I think I must have been Pastor taught me how to drive. I was, a, I was 19 or 20. I didn't have a car until I was 20, what, 26, 27. So, but let me tell you what happened. When I learned to drive, a, a lady in our fellowship would give up her car for me. And she had no evil intentions. That's, that's Pastor Dutton. You know, tall Pastor Dutton. Saraki. No, Pastor Dutton. Saraki. His sister. Yeah. Uh, Saraki. She'll give up her golf. It was a golf, but it was better than my legacy's bears. When you develop competences on a certain level, opportunities on that level will come to you. I wish I had a car. Even if you had it now, you'd be able to drive it. Stay. So men, let's take the lead. I know some women, they've already given themselves a title because what they might can't do. Please be seated. Let's clap for all the driving men. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Whatever your hands find to do, do with all your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. Of course, many Old Testament people didn't have, apart from people like David, they didn't have a revelation of the afterlife, about resurrection. So even Solomon didn't seem to be convinced about the afterlife. So he would say things like vanity upon vanity and then since you're going to the grave, you're not going to the grave, your body's going to the grave. Yeah? Proverbs 10, 4 to 5. Proverbs 10, 4 to 5. He who has a slack hand. What will happen to him? Becomes poor. Poverty is the reward for slackness. Or is a reward for slackness. It does not mean that everybody poor is slack. But it means everybody who's slack will eventually become poor. Because even when they hammer, they will not be able to nail it. 
Someone who snack, even if it's a thief that steals money, by the way, ill-gotten wealth does not last. It doesn't last. You can hang around for a while, but it doesn't last. What usually happens at the end of the day is that many people who have, who have ill-gotten wealth will have to use the stolen money to fix health issues in their lives. If they live long enough to be able to spend it. So slackness, a slack catapult cannot release a stone. A slack band cannot hold in Tammy's hair. A slack belt or bellet cannot hold somebody's trousers. Watch this. If you have a slack belt that can hold your trousers, what happens? So slackness brings undue exposure. So it expose you in areas where nobody needs to know what's going on in your life. Because when you're slack in school, and then you get that a seven over 40, then you're not going to start begging lecturer. Sorry, what did I say? No, because 40 is a cut off mark. That is seven over, you hear what I said? Cut off mark. Cut, cut off. <laughs> because when you cut off, you cut off the tea out of the cup. You start going around. When you're slack with finances, you start borrowing money from people who earn less than you. Oh, that, that, many people are on that table right now. But I'm going to do a post about tables. Ten things you can do about tables apart from shaking them. But it says, he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. The hand of the diligent doesn't just make the diligent rich, it makes other people rich. So if you want to know whether you will be rich, check out his level of diligence now. Or her diligence. In the tall you, you need your wife to be diligent as well. Otherwise, she will check the CC alone. In other words, she's going to go and get loans and loans and stuff and stuff that you will now have to keep cleaning up and clean up and clean up because they will say, ah, is that person's wife? Is that person's husband? I see where I'm Is the person demonstrating competence, skills? What skills are they acquiring? They don't know how to play the keyboard. If they are playing the keyboard, Mr. Shea Shea. No, not Shea. Jerry Shea, musicians. When you're playing the stuff, don't be thinking about just this place. And don't just be thinking about the studios where you work now. What's that guy's name? Harry Curry? Curry Harry. Uh, same, Harry Curry. Curry Harry. Mix. Those guys are millionaires. They have sold out shows. Piano shows. Ju- just instruments. Let me just tell you for free. If you're in a structured system, and there's nothing wrong with being in a structured system. In fact, you need structure in some part of your life. In every part of your life. What I mean is if you're working a 9 to 5 or you're working with a a certain client or a certain person that is structured, that person can never pay you your true value. So you must make yourself extra valuable. Is somebody getting this? Let me tell you why they can't pay you extra value. I'll tell you, it's very simple. There are many reasons. One of them is this. Because you're in that organization, 
And you think, oh, this man is, has come into this organization. Yes, he's come into what? The older what? That means that there were liabilities in the system before you got there. And because of an organization, there has to be savings for the future, right? I do understand what I'm saying. So I'm not even saying the boss is wicked. I'm saying to keep the machine itself running, resource has to go into it. It says, He who gathers in summer is a wise son, he who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Genesis 2 15 to 7. Uh, no, let me leave that. Proverbs 6 6 to 11. Go to the ants, you sluggard, consider our ways and be wise. Which, having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer, gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O oh, sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little fall of the ants to sleep. So shall your poverty. Look at your neighbor say your poverty is on the prowl. I'm not the person that wrote Proverbs. Look at the person and say your poverty, is, your poverty is looking for you. And said you and your need like an armed man. Now in Proverbs 24, 30 to 34, he explains the same thing. It almost seems as though the devil has an allocation of poverty for everybody. And the slackness and laziness is what will qualify, uh, what will qualify you for an encounter, a night, a lifetime, a day to poverty. <laughs> it's what it says. It says your poverty, not mine. It is says so my, my poverty will not come upon you. Actually, it may come upon you because it won't find me. But it will come upon you in Jesus' name. But you got to take that. He said, I went by Proverbs 24, 30. I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. He doesn't have mental capacity. He says, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. And I saw the instruction, a little sleep, a little slumber. If you're dating somebody who's always sleeping, by sleeping, not just physical, sleeping on opportunities. They say, go for this interview. You say, it's below me. And you're still borrowing money all over the world. You're an international loan collector. ILC. You do any work that is available that is decent. When I say decent, I mean that is not illegal. You do stuff. Let me tell you one of the things that anybody here can do. Find somebody who's already doing something and offer to assist. You can do it. What am I doing? Print paper. What are you doing? Oh, send email. What am I doing? Call. Do anything. Because once you're in that neighborhood, opportunities will start coming around you. What else can you do? Find something you know how to do and find somebody to teach and charge a fee for it. Graphics design, teach somebody. Music, teach somebody. Jay, do you know that if you have 10 kids in Lagos, 10 kids, piano lessons. Most parents will not hesitate to pay 20,000 naira. And you take them one hour a week or two, maybe two. You guys have spoken about it. See, they've spoken about it. Don't just this prophetic witness. Because if you're making 200,000 naira extra or whatever you already made, ah, have you not tried? Number six. Number six, communication style. I'll just rush this. Do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. First Corinthians 15 to 33. How do they communicate? We're talking about anger. Study them. 
that the content of their communication, but also more importantly, the style of their communication. You be a quiet person and they're quiet. You might have a quiet relationship. People always have quiet time. Just know, just know. But you know, also know whether they're quite under certain circumstances. Because some of the most quiet people in public, in secret, there is sessions like that to all the men who are interested in her. Quiet in public. Communication style number six. Number six. Community. Number six is finally this their community. Sorry, number seven, their community. It must be three verse three. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Everybody has a community, whether they are online or offline. Now, before you commit to somebody, please try to meet their friends or their community so that you will know. Because see, if a girl looks all pious and all they portion together. They meet her friends, and her friends look so materialistic and so driven by gold and all of these kind of things. Just know that at some point, not only will you be forced to give gold money to her that you may not have, the day you will take her friends to lunch or dinner, you will be in debt. The day you go for dinner, you people might have to wash plates. <laughs> Let's stand and glorify God. Can you talk to the Lord about the seven things? Maybe some of you have seen the areas where you've missed it before in previous relationships. You've missed it in one or two areas before in those relationships, and you were just not. You didn't like how things panned out, how things turned out. He just prays the Lord, I receive sound wisdom going forward. Help me not to be so impulsive, reactionary, overly excited to ignore the signals, those filters, those benchmarks. Help me not to be so caught up in the euphoria of this pending relationship. Some of you are really on the edge right now. This applies to a man you know, a woman you know, somebody you're interested in. Say, Lord, I receive wisdom. I receive sound wisdom. I receive sound wisdom. I receive sound wisdom. Oh, yes, Lord. Pour it upon your sons, pour it upon your daughters. Receive sound wisdom. Hello, Satavasas. Pray to Kali, Mosopolis. She is a band of believers and devils. Sounds. Now quickly ask the Lord. Make me a person who's centered in the seven areas. Make me Christ-centered, Christ-obsessed. Make me a person of character with the right core values. Let me walk in true commitment and loyalty in every relationship. Give me a better understanding of my calling and my core assignment. Let me sharpen my competence and expand my capacity. 
Help me to communicate with wisdom, with life, with light. And pluck me in the right community. As you have placed me in kings, help me to find my space and my spot in kings. Help me to know what to do. In Jesus' name we prayed. Somebody say a bigger amen. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.